All right, we'll skip out on that. All right, that's how it goes, right? I'm kind of ready to get into the Word anyways, you know. You with me? Y'all with me? I heard it earlier, God is good, right? God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. All right, that's good enough. That that takes place to the video right there. All right, so with that said, I'm kind of ready to get into it today. Y'all ready? Tell your neighbor, let's get it. Let's get it. Come on, you got to be louder. Tell your other neighbor you didn't really like that much. All right, here we go. Ephesians chapter 3. All right, I know that if you're using your bulletin, that uh, we started in verse 16, and I apologize because once I started going through this, I decided that, that we need to start just a little bit earlier. God decided it, I would say, because something in the message said, hey, when you get down on your knees, that's where Paul started. He started chapter 3 that way, and then again in verse 14 where we pick up today where he starts. He says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Tell your neighbors, through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power. Power. I love that. Together with all the Lord's holy people, to grasp. How wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Man, y'all are with me. Y'all are with me. I love it. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. That all may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now, to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to whose power? His power. That is at work within who? You and me. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout what generations? All generations. Forever and ever. Amen. I love that. That's pretty powerful. That's why I wanted to get right into it today. Because God birthed a crazy, crazy message uh, that, that's about to get shown and, and heard. And uh, as we do that, I want to I get started by just going to the Lord in prayer. Lord God, I just pray right now that you would use me. Uh, I, I am I'm not capable in, in the next 10, 20, 30 minutes to to teach and to to dig into your word, to to be able to explain and be able to understand the power that you have put inside of us. But I know that you are capable. I know that we each came into this place today to to leave a little bit changed. And I pray, God, that you would penetrate our hearts this morning, that you would give us ears to hear. 
And all God's people said, amen. All right, so I want to start out with something a little bit crazy, right? Back to, to the beginning, well, not necessarily the beginning of the time. We ain't going that far back. But we're going back like to, you know, when people thought the world was flat. Did you know that? Google it. No, I'm just kidding. But Christopher Columbus, right, he took off sailing, right? He thought he was going to just drop right off the end of the earth. But then people discovered that it was, what, round? Right? Discovered it was round. Now, we were sitting in a movie theater like two weeks ago, and there was this trailer that came on. You know, there's about 30 minutes of trailers prior to the movie starting. So you always got plenty of time. If you, if you feel like you're running late, you got plenty of time. If you with me? If it starts at 410, you really got to about 445. So with that said, this trailer came up. And, and I was telling you, when I, when I know that I, I've got to be able to be prepared to speak, th- then I'd start seeking God and saying, show me, show me what you want me to speak on. Get, give it to me. So sure enough, I'm, I'm in a movie right there and I see this trailer come up. And it just happened to be about the astronaut that first went to the moon, right? It's going to be a movie coming out. And as I began to think about that, I was thinking how innovative we are, right? How, how creative that we are, that, that God is, has birthed in each one of us, right? The things that we can make and come up with because he, he gives us that ability, and I was thinking about this little tool right here. And that's one reason why I got it. I'm holding it today. Plus, I'm using a different version. My Bible is a new living. And I got the NIV version on here today. But, but I was thinking about that first space shuttle and how creative and how innovative they were to create something like that. And then I began to think about this little tool right here that I'm holding in my hand has more technology in it than that space shuttle did. And I thought, that's pretty crazy. Right? That's pretty crazy. I thought, something else. I, I thought, I said, you know, and I wrote this down and I, I got it kind of bolded, right? I said to myself, we're, we're very innovative people. But here's my question. With God, how innovative are we? Did you hear that? With God, how innovative, how creative are we? So, I heard this song, Spirit Breakout, and we're going to be listening and singing and participating with that song at the end. Then I began to think about this concept, right, of these walls, breaking these walls and, and how it's so easy... For us to not be creative with God. We put God in a box. How easy is it to happen? And we carry him around. Sometimes we carry him like this. Don't we? We we try to contain God. I deal with boxes all the time, and sure enough, I had to look for one when I got here. See, I work for UPS, and like Will said, I'm a little bit crazy at work. 
I like to keep everybody on their toes pretty direct, just like to get things going and cooked up kind of like I do when God allows me to be used in front, right? So you're getting ready to ship a box, and you're coming into the counter at UPS. You with me? And we're going to measure that box. Fourteen and a half, by thirteen and a half, by three and a half. And then we're going to charge you for it. You with me? Nothing's free. Right? Nothing's free. So, here's my question. How do you, how do you measure God? What, what are the dimensions of God? Not, not the dimensions or your measurements. We're not going to go there today. Some of you are a little bit worried, I know. I shrunk one belt loop. I was feeling good about it. You with me? But honestly, how do you measure God? That's, that's my first point for the day. You know, I think Paul is essentially telling us here, you know, in verse 16, he says, I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner beings. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. See, and then I began to take it a step further. And I began to think about you and me. Do I tend to measure people? I may have had lunch plans with a few of you, and we met a couple times, and next thing you know, you realize that I was one of those guys. You need to tell me, if you want to meet me at 12 o'clock, you're going to need to be there by 1145, because that's kind of who you recognize that I am. So you put me in that box. You started measuring me. Maybe you realize that there's a person that's generous, so you may put them in that generous box. In that category, maybe they're stingy, right? Maybe they're a tightwad. Ask your neighbor, are you a tightwad? We're going to keep it real. But you see, what I, what I, what I kept on looking at in, in this passage, and I put, you know, what limits... Do I put on God? And what is it that that drives me to do such a thing? And I think about my past experiences, right? You know, in, in my childhood and the way I was brought up, and, and I tend to put, you know, God within this framework of what I'm taking in. And I begin to think, okay, wait a minute. I, I, I've been saved now for many years. Right? 40, 50. And y'all ain't with me. But look. But we serve a big God. And I try to think about how much I fall short and how much, as Will said, he, little man, little Will laying there just taking it all in. And no matter how much God doesn't change his view of me. But I began to think about a few other things and 
I look at this and I think, why would I change when I when I come up short of a situation or tend to put limitations on God? Is it is it because I, I feel like I've disappointed him? You know, what is it that's what is it that's driving my behavior? You know, what, what, what is it that makes me think he's not big enough, that he's not in control? Because it's not about me. It's not. In the beginning, God. Not in the beginning, Josh. Right? That, that's what the scripture says. So I, I think to myself, what is it that I'm doing? And, and, and I got this, this thing and I said, you know what? My past disappointments and my past experiences have created the present dimensions that I put on God. Not even knowing that I've done it. Can you think of a situation in your life to where you've had the same type of thing occur? Maybe you prayed for your marriage to be restored. Didn't happen. Maybe you prayed for a loved one to be healed. But God had different plans. I look at verse 19 and I think, Paul, he's just, he's just pleading with this church in Keswick, Virginia. To understand, right? And to know that you're going to be filled with the full measure of God. And he says, and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Francis Chan some of you may have done some studies, crazy love, and there's many different ones out there. We did a study probably 15 years ago, and it was one of the best studies that, that we've been through, one, one of our probably top. But Francis Chan made this quote. He says, not being able to fully understand God is frustrating. But, forget what I just said, this is what I really mean, right? But. It is ridiculous for us to think that we have the right to limit God to something that we are capable of comprehending. What a stunted, insignificant God that would be. If my mind is the size of a soda can and God is the size of all the oceans, it would be stupid. I'm sorry for all the parents because stupid shouldn't be said in church service. For me to say that he is only the small amount of water that I can scoop out into my little can. But God is so much bigger. So far beyond our time encased air, food, sleep dependent lives. So my question to you again is do you or I have the ability to limit God? And the movement in yours and my life. Do you have the ability to limit God moving in your life? I want to take us to a situation in Mark chapter 6. Verse 5. I'm going to start in verse 4 actually. 
Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives, and in his own home. Now, this is, this is what I want you to take away here. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. The nature of God didn't change. Jesus didn't change. The ability of the people is why he didn't complete more healings or perform more miracles. The people. And what, what was it? Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, because we read about it earlier, right? He says, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts, verse 17, through faith. So Hebrews 11 one says, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And we go to verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please Him. So let's put this into terms, right? We, we learned about a fearless Christian church. Right. And, and who was that main? Uh, let's see. I don't want to say actor. I want to say let's who was the main apostle in that. Anybody remember that? Peter. Peter gets a bad rap sometimes, doesn't he? But see, what I want, what I want you to focus on is he, he was the only one that got out of the boat. See, but one thing he lacked when he started to to, to sink was. Was what? Faith. A quantity of faith. And I would venture to say, and I know myself, I, I, I like a quantity of faith. Right? So, I would like to say I would be able to walk on water one day. and But nobody in here has ever walked on water, right? I know wives, you're thinking your husbands think they walk on water, but... Alright, y'all ain't... <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's not in the notes. But that was right comical. But it made it. So the quantity of faith. So let me ask you this question. For years, you've been following Christ. Have you seen God move throughout your life? And, and do you look at where you are now, 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 years after you've come to know Christ and look back and think how much control he was in. But how much faith you had to follow him. And then do you realize that you can't? Contain God? Do you realize how big he is, how immeasurable he is? It's kind of like me trying to t tell you that I brought my jar. This usually houses my Starburst, but I ate them all. For real, it does. It's kind of like me trying to tell you like Francis Chan was saying. 
He said, you take a can, right? A can of your mind. And, and you scoop a can full of water and out of the ocean. And then you say, right, I should fill this up with water. I got some smart water there. And then I try to tell you, say, hey, this, this, is, this is God. But, but so much more. Like, can you even comprehend that? It's okay to laugh at me because this is the craziest idea I've ever had, I think. But God said, if you get it, you 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 just scoop a, a can of water or a glass jar of water out of the ocean and, and, and I'm so much bigger. I'm so much greater. I, I can't even uh, about to... Stand up here and, and and teach that to where you could you could comprehend it. God is so much more. I don't even know if that made sense to you, but God is so much more than a glass jar that Gigi was about to put back up. She said this morning she saw it sitting up there. She said, "What in the world is that doing here?" You see, I was thinking this when I thought about that. And I was thinking, okay, I don't have a can per se, but I got a jar that I can use. But Francis Chan quote says, he's only a small amount of water that I can scoop into my little can. And God is so much bigger. He's immeasurable. And see, when I thought about that jar... When I'm trying to measure how big God is and I'm trying to limit where God is in my life and what areas I want him to be involved in and what areas I, I, I don't and what areas I do, it just doesn't work that way. And I thought that's exactly the, the same with you and I, right? When we attempt to measure him. And then I keep on going and, and look at Exactly what God's trying to, to show me and as my U version restarts. And I looked at verse 19 and it says, To know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. And then I, I began to think about it. If, if, if I'm limiting God in my life, then I'm also limiting the blessings that God has for me in my life. And I began to think about, you know, this church even, in any church. You know, if, if I didn't step out on faith and say, God, you got this. Whenever the, the opportunity comes, I, I would miss out on the blessings. If I tried to, to put limits around God and say, you're, you're, not, you're not able to do this through me. I, I'm not willing to step up here and do this. God will find someone else. But I, I want to be used because I've seen how big God is. I've experienced what he, the way he's moved in my life and the way he does this. Not me. He does it. And I thought to myself, church, don't limit God in your life. Because you're limiting the blessings that God has for you when you make that decision. Verse 20. 
verse 20, Paul continues. He says, now, I like that, like they hadn't been paying attention. Now, are you with me, Keswick? Are you with me, church in Keswick, Virginia? Come on, first Christian, are you with me? You know, he's saying, he's saying now to him. <laughs> Again, like he said earlier, he's like, wait a minute. Can't you grasp, holy people? Can't you grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ? Tell your neighbor now. I won't let anybody sleep in here. Put your candy crust. I told you to use your phone, but no candy crust. I heard somebody say that last week, didn't I? But this is what's cool about verse 20. Now to him who was able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. And I began to, to search some different words, right? Immeasurable. I said, what, what is, is, what's the, the Greek? You know, and then I said, God, what's the message in this? And according to, according to struck out at me. And the meaning of that is proportion. Proportion. So, so I looked up the definition of proportion and it says an amount considered in comparative or relation to a whole. Alright, if I take off the, the, the pro, a portion is simply a part or a piece, an amount, a section of something. And I began to think, Paul, what, what is it that you're telling the church in Ephesus here? What, what is it today, the message for the church in Keswick? Is it not that, <clears throat> excuse me, not that according to is a portion to his power, right? His power that is at work with us, but a proportion. Do you see the difference? Proportion or portion? Let me help you. Uh, this is a crazy analogy, but, you know, I love, I listen to CNBC a lot. And I'm, uh, you know, I love this, the stock market and, and investments and things like that. So Warren Buffett was interviewed about uh, Wednesday or Thursday by one of the people on CNBC. And so, again, this idea came, and he, and he said, God said, you're going to bring up Warren Buffett in your message. And I thought, what? Because he says this. This is exactly the right analogy. A billionaire, Warren Buffett, for example, or maybe even, I don't know, another billionaire right off the top of my head, uh, Microsoft creator, right, Apple founder, there's different ones, right? But but I got to thinking about this, and God, what what is it? Okay, a proportion. If 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 I was a billionaire, I was Warren Buffett today, and I said, I want to give you ten dollars. That would be a what? A, a portion. But if I was to give you a proportion, that might be like ten million, or fifty million, or a hundred million. You with me? You see, so God says exactly that same thing through Paul. He says, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more, you will never be able to measure. 
all we ask or imagine according to or in proportion to his power within us. So so God's given me a proportion of his power. You and me have it. We don't always walk around like we got it, though, do we? No, because we got a little box and we like to put God in and say, hey, that's that's your that's your space. We try to measure God. No, no, no. Think about that. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Come on, church in Keswick, Virginia, church in Ephesus, right? He's pleading and pleading and pleading with them. Y'all know I love this verse, right? Because I wore a hoodie that had it on the back. Remember that? I love this. And, and, and I see God just, just moving and just every message kind of building and building and, and going back to this foundation. He says, church, in proportion to his power, God's power at work within us. Man, I love that. <clears throat> Can't keep my throat clear here. But what is it that prevents me from living it out? What goes on right here? Because I think we might, uh, it was a song maybe it was playing before the service. I hear you just ain't good enough. I hear. You should have never got that divorce. I hear you should have never had that abortion. I hear maybe you should have gone to college. I hear maybe you should have taken that job. Are you with me? Is that is that something that that you hear that that the battleground is right here? Right. So so how do I overcome that? Right. By the power that's inside of me. See. And this is why I thank God that he showed me to say, hey, get started in verse 14, Gentry. Get started there. Not 16, but 14. Why? Because Paul says, for this reason, I kneel before the Father. You know what that, what that spoke to me? It says, get down on your knees and not tell God how big your problems are, but tell your problems how big your God is. I'm telling you. I can't do it in 30 minutes. But God can do it every day of your life. Take your walk with Christ seriously. Know that he cannot be contained. He wants to do immeasurably more through every single person in here. You could be five or six or you could be 50 or 60. We don't have anybody above that age in here. But God, he's within us. I mean, I hope I hope you can read this every day this week. Every day. You know, when I get in my office, I like to put God in a little box. No, no, no. I still love that, though. I'm so glad that God said, hey. Verse 14, brother, 14. I love it. I hope that sticks with you. Because when you're on your knees, as Paul started out, Remember what you need to do. Tell your problems how big your God is. Amen.
Okay. Verse 21. To him be glory in the church and in Christ throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. I began to think about some things in closing. And you notice the message title was the big gift. Right? The big gift. And I thought, how in the world can I do this? God, show me exactly what it is. And, you know, Christmas, when I was coming up, Christmas was a was a, a big holiday that all the kids love, right? You like Christmas? Anybody else in here? Even adults. You like Christmas? You go to any gatherings where you're going to play Dirty Santa? I, I call it Dirty Santa. I don't know what you guys might call it. I don't know what else you do call it. You know what I'm talking about, Dirty Santa? So, white elephant, okay. All right, now, I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, I'm the type of guy, like I said, I like, I like to, I really would rather, you know, open the biggest box. You with me? I want the biggest, I don't want these foo-foo-y bags with the paper in them and stuff. You with me? Oh, we don't like that stuff, do we? Nope. Ain't going to happen. See, but, but see, what I'm thinking is, God said, and my sister, she's, my oldest sister, eldest sister, I, I call her. She, I, I like to tease her about that. She's the one that really, out of all of our family, she's the one that 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 probably took on the gentry tradition, so to speak, when it comes to Christmas. And I mean tons of gifts everywhere. But I want you to think that you're the child at Christmas for a minute. Just just imagine with me. As we close this, this service, imagine with me. Okay, you, you just... Opened up all your gifts. And then your mama pop or your mama and dada, whatever you want to call them, right? They say, I got something else for you. I want you to think about Christ for a minute. He says, I got one more gift for you. What do you think about that? One more gift. As you're a kid, you're thinking, man, that thing's got to be like a bicycle or something. You know what I'm saying? Something that can't be fit in a box. You with me? And God's got that same type of gift for you. You know, I mean, it, it can't be contained. It's immeasurable. So I thought that's the, that's the best way that God gave me to be able to explain it. Because I didn't see anybody's hands raised said they don't like opening gifts on Christmas. They don't like to get gifts. They don't like to give gifts. Right? And I began to look back and say, that Paul, he says, you know, I pray that out of the, his glorious riches... He may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner beings. And then we go down and again, remember. Together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. It can't be put in a box. It it just can't happen. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. In, in this song we're about ready to sing, this song, it kind of it spoke to me in regards to that. And worship, great worship music tends to do that. You know, tears that come into my eyes when I hear this song and thank God again you're speaking to me about this and about this message and about these walls. Right? So when, so when God... You know, birth something, you know, when I'm in a movie theater, it's like, I know it's God. 
right? And if I kept them in a box, I would never experience it. So as we as we close this service this morning, if you all would, well, it's a long song, though, isn't it? Will, we got the long version or what? Long version? Okay, so. For however long you feel like you want to stand up and sing, stand up and sing. And listen to the words. Listen to the words. If you need prayer, you know, I, I see several of the leaders here. If you feel that you, you've got certain areas in your life where you've, you've put God in a box, you know, know that you, you can't live in Him and you need some prayer this morning. Don't hesitate not to come down here. Don't leave without, without coming down here and, and getting on your knees and telling your God how big He is in comparison to your problems. Because I know we all got them. I'm done. Stand up. Let's do this.